You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Mish. And today we are going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Tori. Tori is a writer, producer, and literary manager based out of Los Angeles. Awesome. So Tori, how's it going? Good. I'm surviving and thriving in the age of Corona. <laughs> yes. I'm, yeah. So how is, uh, how is your dating life right now? My dating life is non-existent, though I did re-download Bumble yesterday. I don't know why. <laughs> is, have you been on Bumble before? Yes, I have lo- like a love-hate relationship. Actually, I have sort of a love-tolerate relationship with, <laughs> with dating apps. Yeah, I'm, I, for years, I've, I've probably, I've dated people off of them. I've been using them for like a good probably six or seven years. And I always say I'm never going to go back. And then I you. Have you had any success from them? Okay. Well, I guess we have to define what success means, right? Have you met people you've actually clicked with? I've met people that I've dated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've dated them. I, I don't know if it's clicked with. I just like, well, they're interesting. So we'll see how it goes. But I don't know if there's anyone that I've ever met online that I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. Tell us what is it about that person that is like, oh my God, oh my God, or even better, maybe just walk us through like, what, what is your sort of philosophy on relationships? Like, is, are you looking for the one? Are you sort of like a serial monogamist? Are you like up for the poly? Like what, what's your relationship code of ethics? Okay. A code of ethics. Wow. Let's see. I'm someone that I'm very picky when it comes to relationships. So I don't just sort of jump in. This stands in very sharp contrast to my best friend who is just like, loves to be in relationships where I'm like, if this is the right one, then I'll like tiptoe myself in. Most of my experiences have been monogamous, though I think about polyamory a lot, but none of my boyfriends have been on, on agreed with that. So it just hasn't happened yet. But I've always felt a little bit restless in all my relationships and wished that they were more okay with that. But that may just be because I wasn't into them enough in the first place. And I don't know the answer to that. Right. What is their typical reaction when you bring it up? Are they like, or, no, or, you know, they do some of them kind of consider it, but then end up being like, oh, it's just not for me. Well, I remember like I did, I did something that I'm not proud of at, this is not going to make me look good, but at like, I remember at the end of my last relationship, which was a while ago, it was like a good three years ago, near the end, we went out to a bar and I suggested that, well, why don't we just like see how many numbers of other people we can all get in an hour and just go in our separate direction. He didn't like it. And I, I ended up chicken, chickening out a little bit at the end and he got one number and I just felt so uncomfortable that I had done it in the first place. But I think that was evidence that I was looking for something else at that point. Yeah. Um, well, how many numbers did you get? Zero? You got, you chickened out? I, well, I could have gotten numbers, but I chickened out because he was like, 
clearly not happy with me. Yeah. Well, what was that? Did he get like a number that was just like not up to par? Up to par? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what he did. I was so caught in my own emotional melodrama. I don't even know what happened. But I was I was essentially ready to be out of that relationship. It was sort of like he was subtly controlling and I did not realize it at the time. And that was sort of my way of trying to rebel. Mm. And the relationship ended like a month after. Since then, it's been about three years since you've really committed to something long term exclusive or whatever. Yeah. Right. Do you think that had a big part? in your new sort of criteria when you're looking for a match? Yeah, I, I, it's made me really scared of quiet people. <laughs> because, Do tell us more. <laughs> um, be, because I'm like secretly afraid they're all hiding like passive aggressive sides that I have to like watch for. Yeah, or if they're really nice or really quiet, like I'm like, oh, oh, you're hiding something. Yeah. Are they usually? And if what's something interesting that someone was hiding and then you found out and you're like, I knew it. <laughs> well, just kind of like the darker, the darker sides of people, like a like a controllingness or like I'm I'm someone who needs a lot of freedom. I I'm naturally a very independent person, even with my like a future partner. Like I'd want someone who's very independent that we're both off doing our thing a lot, and then we come together, it's just kind of magical time, right? But I think I've chosen partners for some reason that have all like that have all wanted to make the relationship like the focus of their lives, which some people, some girls would be like, oh, my God, that's amazing, you know, or some people. But I'm I'm not that person like I want it's important, but it's not like my number one thing right now because I'm very career centric at this point in my life. And I'm not sure why I've attracted that. Yeah. I mean, if I could speak to that as a man, it, it, it sounds good on paper. But then when it actually happens, it, there's a tendency for the guy to come off almost like needy and insecure when it's like the world revolves around the relationship. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I'd love to get in a little bit on your process of just like how you go out and meet people. Granted that this is a, a new time where it's presented a new challenge. So before Corona, what was your process to like meet new matches and like see like, all right, cool. Maybe this is going to be the one. How did that look? Well, I like I have a list as I do for everything of like the people that I've dated and where I met them and the context and all that and the percentage online versus not online. And yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Cause I was just curious one day of like what my ratio was, whether I should completely stop online dating based on what my success rate was. <laughs> Very analytical. I know, but my strategy, Whenever I attempt to go out with my girlfriends, like as if we're going to get attention, that never seems to work for me. I try to do it. And then I end up just like becoming the big sister protecting my friends. And I like turn off my sexuality. It's really weird. So I've discovered don't do that because I become like a bodyguard. And that's, that's weird. <laughs> I guess the times that I've met people is when I've been doing something that and this is right and this is what all the the dating advice suggests but doing something that I love and sort of firing in all cylinders that sort of my natural electricity happens if you will and then people talk to me whenever I've tried to flirt directly it doesn't tend to work they're not like catching your vibe whenever you yeah 
Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. It's like whenever I've been the aggressor, it just doesn't work. It's better when they approach you. you feel? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like the times I've been really into someone and I've tried to make it work, like they end up not returning. And then I blow it off pretending like I wasn't interested in the first place to protect myself, of course. <laughs> yeah, it can be tricky, like trying to, you know, read people sometimes or understand everyone's so different so it's like trying to gauge that can just be like a mind fuck of its own you know what would be the your suggestion for the guys that are listening when it's like all right this is a sign for you to come and approach oh goodness see as a woman i know the thing i'm supposed to do i'm supposed to like do the thing where i turn and like i make the eye contact and then i like hold it and then i look down and I do that like that i'm supposed to do that right and my best friend has literally like insisted on giving me lessons on how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's a master. I, I see her at bars and she's just like a master, like with the, the down and eyes and, Oh no, I'm not kind of thing. <laughs> that was really good. If I saw you at a bar like that, I would have been like, hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you. But I don't do that. <laughs> I, well, okay. What would they do? Maybe they would, start talking about maybe something that they observed because I, I am impressed by people's observational skills and their wit. And if maybe they approach me with something like that is able to engage me intellectually so that I can calm down and not be so defensive. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like I think a traditional pickup line wouldn't work, but if someone like asked me a really interesting question or something that made me think, then I could be like, Oh, no, I'm, I'm genderless. I can just like communicate as a human and I don't have to worry about this whole like male female dynamic and we'll see what happens. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, so it totally makes sense. it's kind of what you're seeking almost is like this, like, like very beyond the just physical attraction. There's this level of, of like, I want to feel secure and know that I can open up on an intellectual and like, you know, emotional level as well and feel safe in that instance. Yeah. It's, it's like, there's different levels of safety. Right. And it's like sort of intellectual safety is kind of like the first level, you know? And then once I see that you're smart, we can hold intelligence. Like maybe I won't like complete shirk away. If you like put your hand on my arm, maybe I will be slightly okay with that. But when at first, if you do it at first, I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> back off, back the fuck off. Like, <laughs> Like, I don't do that. Like, I was trained in martial arts growing up, and I still, like, I still know that shit. So. You do? That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever whipped that out in sex in a way? Or? Well, I, I, I would say sexually, I enjoy very athletic sex. So, yes. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's super tight. That's impressive. I bet guys are impressed by that. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it's always the balance between we're not supposed to be supposed to be i keep on saying that the whole intimidating thing like i've been told that i can be intimidating whatever that means but i've kind of got to this realization that whoever i'm going to date if they're intimidated by me i'm too much for them then i guess i'm probably not the right person for them exactly mm -hmm. yeah because you should never change yourself you know especially like i feel like being a an alpha female so to speak i feel like it's the alphas that are the ones that are intimidating it's like it just means we're not compatible because a lot of guys actually find that really attractive, the right ones, you know? So I've totally been in that space before. Yeah. Are you, do you consider yourself an alpha female? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely alpha female, so I can relate. I can Love vouch it. for that. Misha's, Misha's <laughs> definitely alpha. So, all right. So this is particularly relevant, especially with the whole thing with, with Corona and like kind of that whole thing about sometimes you're just not meeting the right person. Um, so what do you do if you still got needs and it's like, mm, I'm just not meeting the quality people, but a girl's still got to get some action. What do you, what do you do? Yeah. Well, what, what I've done has not been that I've been proud of, but generally it involves messing around with my friends, Uh, (laughs) which my, my male friends, which I'm not sometimes has led to endings of friendships. Other times I try to set stricter rules. I might be doing it right now. I'm not right now, not this particular moment, but (laughs) yeah, underneath the desk guys. No. (laughs) 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 um yeah like i i'll admit like even right now i mean hopefully he's not listening to this but like we probably both know that we're we're not having sex but we're cuddling aggressively and he's one of like three people that i've seen during this like this whole thing right and it probably probably wouldn't be happening it probably wouldn't have happened if this corona thing hadn't happened and i think we both know that but it's still awkward. It's awkward because I'm a little worried about the friendship, but then I do it anyway because it's nice. Yeah. So if you were a master at relationships or dating, what do you think is the most important lesson you'll, you have figured out? Your first instinct is usually right. The times that I've ignored it, I've ended up in relationships that I, I never wanted to be in. I was just trying to see if I could do it or maybe I was missing something, but First instincts, right about a person, almost almost always. That's so beautiful. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. So yeah, so we are going to. I love all of this stuff, and we're going to sort of dive a little deeper, and hopefully, just get a little rapid fire opinions about you know how you feel about sex, relationships. What else? See what else? Politics. Oh, oh, okay. We're going to throw a lot of stuff at you. Okay? okay. So just say what the first thing that comes to your mind and it can be opinion. It can be just like your thoughts on the matter and then we'll go from there. So what do you think about public sex? I think it can be fun and exciting in moments. All right. What do you think about sex toys? I've always wanted one, but I don't have one. What do you think about if, if a guy has the sex toy? Mixed feelings. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what is it? Don't put a dildo up my ass. Don't do it. <laughs> Where has that been, right? I don't like it. Did you watch that first? So here's a question for you. Have you ever tried edible underwear? Maybe. Did you eat it or did you wear it? I think I might have worn it. You know, I I forgot that I'd done that at one point. I think it might have been like Valentine's Day, like maybe five or six years ago. What was the flavor? I don't remember. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I just remember. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it was probably, it reminds me, you know, those like candy necklaces that, you know, the chokers, it was probably that, that flavor, whatever you want to call that. Maybe. Do you prefer tequila or vodka? Whiskey and wine. Whiskey and wine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So what is something that instantly makes someone attractive? Confidence. All right. And then what about pineapple? on pizza that sounds delicious can i have that right now i didn't even know i was hungry <laughs> all right if if you had to bang any politician living or dead 
Who would you bang and why? Ooh, who would I bang? Well, now I'm thinking of the scene from Fleabag with Obama, but this is my personal choices. Fleabag is great, by the way. Love that show. Who would I bang that's a politician? Mm, I mean, Justin Trudeau's not too bad. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Mish, you got any, any, last, any last questions before we... Uh, one more. Biggest pet peeve. Like, what is a big turn off to you? You're like, I can't. <laughs> Needing constant reassurance. I can get old. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to wrap this up here. Um, last question before we, before we let you go. What would your advice be to someone younger than yourself? Even your, actually to your younger self. What would be your advice to your younger self about dating? Maybe you let a good chance slip. Maybe you just didn't listen as much. Whatever. Tell us about that. Okay. Advice to younger self. I would say make sure you love yourself enough first. Before you try to never love another person. <laughs> Wise words. Does it? I tell myself that every day. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. It's so accurate. I mean, how can anyone love you if you don't even love yourself? You know? Yeah. It's kind of like the theme of the theme of everything we talk yeah. about here. You can't, you can't really get a match until you, you got mm-hmm. it figured out in here. Uh, Tori, thank you so much for being on this show. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, it was great to get a glimpse Yay. into your dating life and, Thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. Misha and I are glad to have you on. Uh, Of course, be sure to rate the show. So go through to your podcast platform and leave us a review. Even if you didn't like this episode, feel free to leave us some feedback so that we can keep growing. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com backslash single to introduce yourself. We need great singles and people in relationships so that we can keep giving the dirt and helping people grow. So don't be shy, stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.